and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i am every week by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how you doing uh i mean fuck this movie <laughs> oh yeah don't get me wrong it's not a great movie i'm still doing okay yeah not bad i mean honestly like it's been a while since i've seen this like i picked this up a few years ago sight unseen at walmart i'm walking through the movie aisle and i'm like oh shit there's like kane hodder and there's like sid haig and tony todd on like the cover of this death house thing it says the expendables of horror i'll pay 15 dollars for this it's got to be worth a laugh and i watched it that night and i'm like what the fuck did i just waste my money on dude any price paid for this is a waste of money i bought it for like eight bucks and i was like i want that back like if you watch it on a streaming service that you pay for <laughs> you get your month back unless it's on like tubi or pluto one of those free ones there that's acceptable yeah i do not get how they had so much like such a deep cast of all these legends and this is what we get it's like they spent all of their money and everything on getting all these people and they're like okay what are we gonna do with them it's like uh and you know what i went into this i'm like everyone shits on this movie i do want to give it a fair fair shake and there are parts where i was like you know what this isn't bad right but then the bad is just so bad and it's like no one even took a second look at this, I guess, is the way I thought a lot of it was. Yeah, there's a few scenes and a few little moments throughout where I'm like, actually, that is cool. And then there's also moments where it looks like a sci-fi channel daytime movie. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. Like, why did they do this? Here's the thing, too. Do you know who the original writer for this was? Oh, yeah, it was Gunnar Hansen. Yeah, so if you don't know, Gunnar Hansen's the original Leatherface, horror royalty, 100%. And this is technically his last performance. Oh, really? Oh, God. Yeah, but, like, he died before they did it, but he filmed, like, a part of him recording and everything so he could still be in it. Like, he knew he was very sick and everything. It's like, I want to be in Death House. It's like, no, Gunnar, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's like... <laughs> the thing is he really believed in this movie he even said like film on my grave if you have to exploit me however you need to to get this thing made and seen oh maybe we shouldn't have though yeah why is this your big like uh crowning achievement at like the end of your like life gunner like you've done so many other great things you were better in the two second scene in texas chainsaw 3d yeah it's Okay, whatever. Let me break this down, though, because if you don't know, this was built as the Expendables of Horror, and they, so they brought everyone in. Here's the thing, though. You had Kane Hodder, but he wasn't Jason. You had Gunnar Hansen, but he couldn't be Leatherface. So you got all the actors, which is cool, but, like, something just wasn't right. But let me run down this real quick. And yeah. instead of me listing all their credits, Brett, I'm going to list, like, one, because we take forever. Yeah, exactly. Okay? <laughs> All right, we got Bill Mosley, you know, Devil's Rejects, Tony Todd, Candyman. We have a Adrian Barbeau, The Fog, Courtney Palm, Zombievers, Kane Hodder, Friday the 13th, um, D. Wallace, Critters, Barbara Crampton, Reanimator, Sid Haig, also House of a Thousand Corpses, Michael Berryman, The Hills of Eyes, Felissa Rose, Sleepaway Camp, Lloyd Kaufman, Troma Everything, like, <laughs> Look at this shit. Like, this is insane. Even, like, R.A. Mahalaf, he was a Leatherface. Like, even people who, like I said, Zombievers. We have someone who's just in the Toxic Avenger. Like, even people who weren't stars, everyone in this was from something. Larry Zerner makes a tiny little appearance at the very end. Did he? I didn't catch Larry Zerner. Yeah, he, well, it was, like, a weird, like, mid-credit scene of uh, the credits start. And it's really bad rock music. And then halfway through, it cuts to like Larry Zerner pulling a hockey mask out because someone's like, "We need a mask," and he's like, "Oh, I got this." Oh, I didn't catch that. I didn't stick around for the credits. I shut this thing off as soon as possible. <laughs> you didn't watch the awesome credits? <laughs> no, no, I did not. <laughs> but yeah, just listen to all those names and all those amazing movies. And they've gone yeah. on to do awesome stuff since this movie. Some of them. And it's this is just a weird hiccup in the middle. I can't even, like, 
compare this to like Bella and Ed Wood stuff because at least that has a charm to it and you can tell he really tried this one it's like we have all these stars we don't need to try like people are going to show up and give us their money because all these people are in it and I don't think the performances are bad either it's weird like I think they're doing what they're supposed to be doing like there's not bad reads where I'm like oh that sucks like for the most part you know what I mean it's just the writing and the movie itself, I guess. It makes no sense. It's like just like duct taped together. But then you will also get a really cool, quick five-second scene between Barbara Crampton and Kane Hodder. And they're actually good for like that minute. And it's like, oh, that was cool. And now they're going to go zip lining down an elevator shaft and be like... <laughs> I have a lot to say about that elevator shaft scene. <laughs> it's... Once I realize this, I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. But okay, let's get into this yeah, thing. Go. Death House from 2017, <laughs> rated R, written, directed by B. Harrison Smith. Okay. God bless Kane Hodder. He's trying his best. I do like his beard thing that he has going on. Yeah. So it starts with some narrations. Now, who prays for Satan, the original sinner? I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going in like this kind of route. All right. And we see Tony Todd carrying a girl in the desert. He's like the victim catcher. Yeah, I don't get exactly what he's supposed to be. Yeah, but from what I can tell, he's like catching people to be the victims because they kill okay. real victims. They can animate everything in these people's cells except for the victims. Yeah. And he has her on the ground next to this grate and you hear screams coming from within the ground. And he turns on a faucet that's right there next to the grate. And this weird black oil comes out. Yeah, and he gets it all over his hands. He licks it. Then he makes her lick it. I, it's, he almost gives her like a shitler when you put like a shit mustache over someone's lip. <laughs> yeah, and then... Am I, am I correct in what happens here? Well, she um, she lays there and reacts at the volume of like two out of a hundred of she's like kind of squirming a little bit and making a little bit of a face as tony todd is reaching into her stomach and reaching around it's like he's like tapping her on the shoulder is but she he's like fist deep in her gut yeah and then comes out with all the gooey blood and everything and then title card i don't get what is is that the uh Weird EMP thing that knocks out the prison later? No, I know where we get that from. Okay. And it's weird. Okay, so we cut to Nazi Kane Hodder <laughs> as this woman who's deep undercover kill his wife and kid with his own gun because they're about to be overrun or whatever they're doing. I don't know. And he's like, okay, now shoot me. And she shoots him in the leg. And... At this point, I'm like, okay, is this like the 40s? But then he turns on like a radio that looks like it's from the 80s. And then they have a gun that looks like a newer gun. It's not like a Luger or whatever. And I was like, okay, when is this supposed to be taking place? Because it sounds like World War II is happening outside this building. Yeah, I get it. They're like, oh, he's some neo-Nazi criminal. But like, it sounds like a full-on war outside, like storming the beaches. I don't know yeah, what's going on here. Exactly. It's like, it's almost like Kane Hodder is Hitler in this scene in the bunker, is what it reminds you of. Yeah, but she shoots him in the leg, doesn't kill him. And then we cut to present day. The same woman um, who is Agent Boone is in her car as we see prisoner Kane Hodder walked past. Looks down, sees her, goes, I will fuck you in hell. Oh my fucking god. And it's just like, if I like got to be Kane Hodder again, and I'm like, want to waste my money on an autograph, it'd just be like, I want you to do that line on a poster. That's just so fucked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we cut to her in the control center, and she meets Dr. Fletcher, who is Dr. D. Wallace, and Agent Novak, her partner through this whole thing. Okay. So... We cut to them in the simulation prison. All right, let's let's break this prison down because I'm confusing okay. myself. Okay. Yeah. So it's the world's worst people, and there's nine levels. You know, like Dante's Inferno, the nine levels of hell. Yeah. And the worst of the worst, the five evils they're called, are kept in the ninth level on the bottom. Right. And then tiered from there. So like half of these people are like full on slasher type monsters, I guess. Like if if we could if we could play with all the toys, right? So like this is where Jason and Michael and Leatherface would be housed. 
it, yeah, I could, it's almost like, yeah, it's the super, super max prison of like in the MCU where they have that floating prison in the middle of the ocean. It's like that for horror people. Yeah, but we don't get it. And so at the bottom, like the ones harder to contain would probably be down there. Like you probably have like Candyman and Freddy down at the bottom. You know what I mean? Just your average, like the strangers people on the top floor, you know? Michael Berryman, no, like, disrespect to him, but if that was the actual thing of, like, the worst of the worst is the very bottom level, he's not at that level, because he's in some good movies, but he's in, like, The Hills Have Eyes as one of the cannibals, or he's the chicken fucker guy from Devil's Rejects, like... <laughs> oh, well, he's, he's not being his own character. No. But if they were the actual characters, you're right. It would be like, Kane is Jason down there. I would even put, I'm going to be nice and put Robert England as Freddy down there. You know? Oh, definitely. Also, I want to point out, this star is like every who's who of horror that isn't Robert England. He had the good sense to avoid this. Well done, Robert England. And Bruce Campbell. Hats oh, off yeah. to you both. I did look up a little tiny bit of this like online because I was like, I need to know the backstory, which there's barely anything. It made like $23,000 total. I found that out. And Robert England wanted to be in this, but they never even offered it to him. For what fucking reason? Let's be real here. I know you're not a big nightmare guy, right. but let's, let's walk that back. When you look at everyone we have here, why the fuck was it two names I'm, well, three I'm thinking of. Bruce Campbell, Nick Castle, Robert England. Why were none of them in this? It doesn't make sense of why would you, they didn't even offer it to him. And, like, you, you didn't try to get, like, Savini in there? Like, like if we're doing the Expendables of Horror, and I get you can't get everybody because well, we'd be here forever, but, like, none of them? The end of this movie does try to, like, quasi-set up, there will be a sequel. I get it. So, I, I know. I wonder if they're like, we're gonna save some of our people for the next one. And then everyone was, uh, it was, like, a huge amount of people just all like, fuck you and your stupid movie. Like... <laughs> Oh my god. But the way you do that is you have a tease. You show the next one yeah. and one of the inmates in there. Exactly. Okay. But but where we were, we're breaking this down. So it's this multi-level prison, and for the more extreme inmates, they have these, like, hologram rooms set to 100% recreate their, like, typical environments to study them and see what they're like. And they'll even put victims in there that fit their profiles. They, even, they have a line about, we even have someone whose only job is to make the right nightstands and stuff next to beds. So 100% to, I guess, mimic their environment. So these killers are having the time of their life. They're like, wait a minute. So I just get to live out my fantasy of killing multiple people every single day. And you just bring me more and more people. Also, you just give me LSD all the time. Okay. Yeah. But that's it, and we cut to Danny Trejo was in this movie, um, being shot real quick in one of the simulation rooms. I don't know if this is real or not. Did he actually get shot? It makes no know. sense. He also has, like, a terrible CGI weapon of, like, it's a saw blade on this weird arm thing. Yeah, and remember how I said they couldn't get Leatherface? Right. Oh, Yeah. But, oh. don't you worry, Brett, we have Leather Lace. Oh, and it is, it's 100%, it's like a woman doing the Leatherface dance with the chainsaw, cutting into the guy with the chainsaw. Actually, she's way more hardcore than Leatherface is in, like, any of those movies. Yeah, honestly, and you know what? I get it because her dad, they're showing like we're trying to, because they quick and show like a flashback video of her being crazy and killing. And they show her like in this pod with video of her dad talking to her to like subconsciously subdue her and like her therapy or whatever. And her dad is Gunnar Hansen. Right. This is the little like Easter egg of Gunnar Hansen we get in it. And it's like, it, you can tell it's just like him on like a Skype call that they videotaped. <laughs> yeah. So, his script, they say, I did check some of the bonus features out. Okay. I'm like, well, maybe this will help me understand it. It didn't. But, <laughs> um, they did say that Gunnar Hansen, like, he wrote the original script, but it was very different. There was only um, three or four evils at the time, and they added the fifth one. And we'll get to all them in a minute. And a lot of other things were changed, to the point that I don't think it really resembled the original script too much. Yeah, because they even do that in the credits, where it's like original like original story by Gunnar Hansen, then it's like screenplay by, 
Then next we meet B- Dr. Barbara Crampton. That you know, that's what I'm gonna do for all these doctors. <laughs> yeah. I know they have character names. We have Dr. D. Wallace, Dr. Barbara Crampton, Dr. Felissa Rose, and Dr. Lloyd Kaufman. That's how we're gonna do this. Yes, I like it. And we meet her and she's in this room with all these comatose inmates and she's talking about brain scrubbing where you can like erase all the bad out of their brains. Where basically you pump like five different extremely hardcore drugs into these people and it just wipes their memory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds right, honestly. Well, isn't that like kind of the MK Ultra stuff they did of they would like, the government would pump LSD into people and try to get them to do stuff and then it was like, oh yeah, they just kind of freak out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, Boone and Novak get to take a virtual tour of the Death House. In these virtual reality goggles that it's like they found a motherboard out of some computer thing, cut it up to goggle shape, and then it's like, okay, put this over your eyes. We duct taped a wire to it so it looks professional. <laughs> yeah, it was v- VR was already starting to be a thing in like 2017, right? It was starting. Yeah, it was around, I think. Okay. That makes sense, then. Um, and so we learn about the five evils. Okay, so what the five <laughs> evils are, the, the worst of the worst, are kept in the basement. But <laughs> So it's all these stereotypes for all horror movies, kind of. Like the archetypes for a lot of it. And so you have a Nazi. Bill Mosley. An immortal Nazi, played by Bill Mosley. And, but it's also just Bill Mosley in a Nazi costume standing in front of a green screen while, like, fire happens behind him. Yes. You have an Elizabeth Bathory type, Bathoria. Yes. Oh, yeah. Right out of Veronica. Of she just yeah. loves to uh, bathe in blood. <laughs> exactly. You have a cannibal necromancer. You have a bioweapon man who's experimented on and turned into a monster, has an unbelievable kill count, Toxic Avenger. And just a Satanist. Yeah, just a Satanist. <laughs> but a really good one. A very like, good Satanist, but still. Yeah, you're kind of not that imaginative, buddy. Like, and Michael Barry, I forget which one Michael Barryman was, but it's like his shot. He's the bioweapon. Okay, because he's in this, like, suit thing, and it's this horrible green screen jungle behind him, while, like, three people, like, wrestle him, and he's like, (laughs) And you know what? The five evils, all their tiny, quick little moments, I'm like, I'd rather watch a full movie of every single one of these. Yeah, I mean, even this, well, the Satanist, is going to be a lot of him, like, reading. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But Novak is in Sid Haig's cell virtually now, and he sees him as he oh, kills two. Out of nowhere. Yeah, I didn't get how we got here. I don't know, they call him, like, the icicle killer? But it, there's no ice present. Oh, well, it's a, he's sitting, Sid Haig is sitting in, like, a lawn chair. And it kind of looks like a beach. And all of a sudden he has like two icicles and he kills two people. And there's no buildup. There's no reaction. There's no like music of like, oh my God. It's just like, yeah, it happened. And no one cares. <laughs> he looks right at Novak. I assumed he was like invisible to him. You know, what I mean? why would yeah. they make him be seen as he's in there? But <laughs> I, it makes no sense. You think for observational purposes, yeah, you can see in, but they don't know when you are, you know, like two-way glass. Like, that's what you'd think it would be. Yeah, because if they can see you, they're not going to just act like their, like, normal self of when there's no one watching them. They'll be like, oh, look, I'm being watched. I better put on my performance if I have one. Yeah, but he looks right at him and goes, they've got some surprises waiting for you and your girl. The, the, the brief moments of Sid Haig, and there's a few people in here like this are all that got me through this movie. And I know, like, we've seen some movies that have overloaded the cameos, and I'm like, I like it, but I can take it or leave it. I need to take it in this movie, or else this movie is not watchable. Because that's the only thing that keeps you going, is, oh, here's my favorite people. Oh, yeah, it's just like, oh, spot the celebrity that you like. Yeah. But after that whole foreboding warning... After they get out of their VR thing, Boone asks about the cell victims to Dr. Crampton, and no, to Dr. Wallace, and she's unanswered, pretty much. I also wanted, I like, I love Sid Haig got to sit down the entire time. He's like, okay, I'll come do this really shitty movie, but I'm not standing up. (laughs) Well, like, the sad thing about it is, this is 2017 release, granted, it was a little later, but as close to Sid Haig's 
death and yeah. he was not doing well towards the end. I saw him shortly before this came out. He was looking like frail then and that's when I still at least doing like some conventions and stuff. I knew like by the time Three from Hell was filming, he was doing very bad, which wasn't too long after this. Oh yeah, that's why if also in Three from Hell, he's sitting the whole time. Yeah, exactly. So I mean like hats off to him oh, acting yeah. his ass off till the end. But yeah, so it's kind of a sad thing to think about. Well, it's like I don't know, like, there's all these like horrible like B and C like action movies from the eighties. And you know, they'll get like some like old action guy that used to be really good in like the fifties. They're like, Look, he's in it and they, but he just sits there. And he's old, yeah. and he's gray, and he's just like, <laughs> No, now, now we make our old man action starts coming back, like, nearly die of exhaustion in all the movies now. Oh, yeah, look at Harrison Ford, poor guy. He's trying to crash yeah, airplanes no. so he doesn't have to make any more movies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we cut to outside the facility, and a guard patrolling the outside perimeter finds a bloody rag on the fence. And then... <laughs> He's killed by a small Nazi child? Well, it's like... <laughs> no, not killed, I'm sorry, but attacked, like, yeah. very severely attacked by the small Nazi child. Well, he's talking, like, on the... what I Like, they have, like, a camera on them at all times. And, like, on their, like, body. And he's talking yeah, body to... Cam. Yeah, they're talking to whoever's listening. Like, oh, I've worked 72 hours already this week. Oh, look, there's a bloody rag. Hmm, better report that. Wait a minute, is that a sound over there by those garbage cans? Damn raccoons! I better go investigate! <laughs> Yeah, but he's mortally attacked, and this child, who we know nothing about, is anything about this child or this plot ever, like, followed through with? Was that the Nazi kid from the beginning with Kane Hodder? I assume not, because he's dead. But, well, this is also Death House, and these immortal people that, when they did their atrocities, were like, just people. Now they're gods all of a sudden for no reason, but they can also just be held in a basement. So, well, you know, that that checks out for a lot of the stuff we like. I don't want to come down hard on that fact too much. You know what I mean? Because we've seen like people who started out as regular humans turn into unkillable monsters and we're like, yeah, it checks out. Yeah, but there's ex explanation about why. Not just like, oh, we were so evil that now we are evil incarnate. There's no good without evil and evil without good. Good, 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 evil, evil, evil. I'm, uh, I'm going to do this entire scene in monotone. <laughs> it, we will get there. We will definitely get there. But I have a huge question, Brett. Yeah. Boone and Novak were introduced earlier this day. They did not seem to care for each other too much. Just a little bit of like, I'm going to be top guard. No, I'm going to be top agent. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, I'm the 20-something hot person in this movie. No, I'm the 20-something hot person in this movie. Exactly. So, this is super high-tech place. It's a VR prison that can, like, legally get away with murdering people. They have the five evils of the world in the basement. The, the top of the top. They can't afford multiple showers? Yeah, why is this co-ed showers of, like, all of a sudden you cut to, like, an overhead shot of them showering together? And then there's also then no charisma whatsoever between them when they're, like, it's not setting up a relationship where he's like, hey, how's it going? You want to, like, go get a drink after we leave Death House? And she's like, whatever. And then later, when they, like, escape, it's like, let's go get that drink. It's like, there's none of that. It's just, like, boring, flat shots. And then all of a sudden, you'll just get a, like, extreme close-up of one boob. And then it would do, yeah. like, cut to one of their badly, like, put-on fake tattoos of, oh, what's the birds mean? I don't know. I just like birds. I drew them. Tit shot. Oh, how about that feather? <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Look, people, if if you like Death House, or even if you don't like it, but you just understand Death House better than me, cut me some slack. It's Throbtober. I'm tired. But <laughs> here's the thing. I think this is supposed to set up they don't have all their memories exactly. Like, because they're talking about, I don't remember, or I don't yeah, know. I don't and remember they, getting so these they, tattoos. Yeah, are they inmates that they're being experimented on? Like, they've gone through the whole thing, and now they're just guards? That's what I think is supposed to be the case. Yeah, because and it's completely just like swept under the rug of just like, oh yeah, we don't remember like hardly anything. Let's forget about all that for most of the movie. Yeah, I, I don't get it, but okay. But 
That's that's the weird shower scene. Next, we cut to for the first time Doctor Lloyd Kaufman, who, who's a surgeon, <laughs> and he, I love Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd, he's Kaufman, been on this show, Brett. Yes, and we have we the, uh, we have a star from this movie on the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of two of them. But here's the thing: love Lloyd. Yes, he's never struck me as the surgeon type. And also, Lloyd Kaufman only knows how to act like Lloyd Kaufman. So the, he's supposed to be a surgeon doing this surgery, and he keeps making the wacky faces, and he keeps making the little comments. Dude, and this surgery goes on for like two or three days, and there's a part, you're a fucking surgeon! He goes, don't take the shirt off, it's the only thing holding them together! You can't fucking put something next to them <laughs> to hold them together so you can operate better! Like, yeah. For real, you can't like, here, okay, let's wedge these two things right here. Perfect, now cut that off. What? It makes no sense. <laughs> okay, but the next day, Dr. Crampton has Kane Hodder, whose name is Sieg in this movie. He's a Nazi named Sieg. Very oh. thinking outside the box. There's his last name, Heil. What? Come no, on. that was his kid's name. It's Sieg, oh, and, okay. Sieg and Heil. They run the donut <laughs> shop down the lane. <laughs> And I get the Nazi stuff, because there's always been a lot of Nazi stuff in horror. So, like, that's why it's one of the five evils and everything. But, like, it just doesn't quite fit in with this movie, if you ask me. I don't know. Or, like, why didn't you just go full-on batshit crazy and have Bill Mosley play Hitler? Dude, I really, I kind of thought that, too. I'm Or, like, uh, what's the... Like, they captured him, and, like, that's just, like, the public record is that he died. And he, he did all this weird, evil experiments. You know what? Fuck it, you want to go balls to the wall? There you go. Yeah, that or that, like, really bad scientist they had, or, like, Goebbels, wasn't he one of them? Make it one of, like, people know a couple of these names. Why is it just random Nazi man? Speaking of Hitler, this reminds me of, the like, hell in Preacher. Hmm. Yeah, this I could see that, yeah. Remember how they'd have to oh. sit there and, like, have their worst moments played in front of them and stuff? <laughs> yes, and wasn't Hitler's worst moment in that show of, like, he got rejected at a restaurant? Oh, they didn't have plum cake, yes. Yeah, that's his, like, worst of the worst hell moment. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Dr. Crampton asks Boone if Sieg ever mentioned the five evils. And then we cut to... Boone is in the VR chair in the cell with Kane, and Boone kisses him. Yeah. What? Don't uh, and, and it's no reason whatsoever. Cuts away, never brought back up. Oh yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I I wish I had an answer. I really do. <laughs> Boone and Novak are getting ready for another tour. I guess this one's like a real one, not a virtual one. And they meet Doctor Felissa Rose. <laughs> who who smiles with her clipboard extremely well. Yeah, again, I love Felissa, but like, yeah. I feel like they didn't cast these people well. And look, she's doing a great job, honestly. Like, I have no complaints about her performance, but it's just, none of this works. Well, but... She almost should have been like, she's like a, a realtor who was on her way to do a showing, and Tony Todd took her, and she was like one of the victims that he's bringing to the facility or something like I could almost, I could see her being a chipper person like that. Not, Oh, it's Felissa Rose and her like a uh, red dress and her lab coat and her clipboard smiling. Or make her like a, a, one of the killers in there and make her like over the top, like peppy, like almost American psycho esque, like yeah. one of the murderers in there. I would have loved that. That would have been perfect for like a Felissa role. It wasn't her. Isn't her name Angela in this? Yeah, it is Angela Freeman. Of course, that makes sense. Perfect. But uh, there's all these lobotomized-looking victims being prepped, and they're tailor-selected for the inmate. Even, like, breast size, tattoos, hair color, outfit, everything. And again, I don't remember if it's Dr. Barber or Dr. Felicitas rips, like, the little towel thing off one of them, and they see, like, gesturing to the boobs. I'm like, I mean, we all understood what you meant by boob cup size like like see like i don't get the c of it all yeah it's almost like okay we have to have at least three more boobs for this to be a horror movie so let's just rip these the, and the girls have no expression on their face whatsoever and i mean they're like lobotomized i think you know like these this is an actress who accepted this role and was paid for the job but you feel bad for her 
That's how I always feel about the woman in The Shining. I always just feel bad for that actress. Yeah. The, not Shelley Duvall, though I feel bad for her, too. Yeah. But for different reasons. I mean, the old lady in Jack Nicholson's room. Right. Lloyd is still performing surgery. That's all. <laughs> just, we, yeah, it cuts back and forth to this every once in a while. And I get in the person that he's doing surgery on, and that where the EMP comes from. Yeah, it's the guard that the little child attacked and shoved the EMP into. Him. Oh, oh, so that's what that was? Yes. Okay. That, that's what I mean. This little child causes the whole thing with no explanation. It's just evil Nazi child. He goes scurrying back into the woods like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're introduced to the three Satans next. So the three Satans, one believes he's Satan, one believes he created Satan, and the other believes he's the son of Satan. Did I get that correct? Yes. And they're like, introduce yourself. And it's like, I am the creator of Satan. And it's like, introduce yourself. I am Satan. He's like, no, you're not. I did not create you. And how about you? I want my mask. <laughs> <laughs> now she... Says they all have such similar delusions that she thought maybe keeping them together would almost cancel out the crazy. And he goes, well, how did that work? <laughs> They're still batshit insane. Oh, yeah, they just sit there and now argue amongst each other. But it's more like bickering of like, no, you're not Satan. I'm Satan. So you're not Satan. I created Satan. So don't tell me what to do, Dad. <laughs> She's talking to them. She tases one of them. And one gets her, and I think it's the middle one, the one who wants his mask. Yeah. And gets her, but Doc, but Agent Boone saves her with a kick. Uh, man, how am I going to get through this fucking thing? Well, that's like, <laughs> and later they keep, like, they make a point to bring up Son of Satan's mask a couple different times. So it's almost a little bit of a, like, ooh, what's this mask going to be? Big letdown later. It's a purge mask. That's what it is. It's literally they went to Dollar Tree and went, oh, look, a dollar white mask. Here, five-year-old daughter, could you paint this for me for daddy's big motion picture? Yeah, that's good enough. Thanks. Dude. And I get it, like, because it's supposed to be like a culmination of all horror stuff, they need a mask killer. I get it. Okay. But then they do nothing with him. He's immediate. Yeah, they let him free, and immediately he's, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, so now they're in the elevator with Dr. D. Wallace going down to the ninth level. And cut back to surgery again. <laughs> Dr. Kaufman finds the EMP, pulls it out, and doom, shuts off the power to the whole facility. They're on emergency power for an hour. Okay, let's go on this shit. So here's the thing. They say... We're very protected. We never considered an EMP strike from the inside. It's like, why the fuck not? Yeah, you have to think of every little, like, tiny thing that could go wrong. And it definitely will go wrong, because in a place like this, it's the worst prison in the entire world. You don't think someone's going to want to break out, or break someone out, or break in for some reason? And the thing is, they said, we're equipped for EMPs. From the outside, but not the inside. Why, if you're doing one? Well, well, there wasn't some, like, new guy, like, like you know, having his coffee and donuts. Hey! Where did <laughs> they bring it inside? Oh, shit, good point. How didn't that happen? Hey, you, you know that old story about the Trojan horse? <laughs> Jesus Christ, But this dude. is, it's also, right back to this year and Disney Plus, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show did the exact same thing of it's the big Imperial fortress, but no one's dumb enough to try to attack it. But here comes Obi-Wan Kenobi and your stupid little Leia. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Disney, it's just it, it, doing it this year. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll cut that slack. I guess we can spoil that. Now that's been out for a few months. Well, yeah. And that's not even a spoiler thing. That was just, uh, yeah, fair. Something that they, yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi went to a place. Yes. Guess what? But... He escapes because this movie <laughs> takes place before Episode Four, and guess what? He's alive in Episode Four, so there's no stakes. <laughs> uh, everyone else could die. The, what Leia? Oh yeah, little Leia's gonna die. The real Leia in the uh, in the movies after this—that's a clone, like Palpatine. Yeah, I could do it. <laughs> Clones exist in this universe? Holy shit, I wouldn't put a fucking past them. <laughs> I love we so badly don't want to talk about Death House. 
By the way, while this is all going on, Sieg, Kane Hodder, was in this, the weird VR chair, which we'll get to the handcuffs in a minute because what the fuck? <laughs> but so the guards are like, well, what do we do now? They're like, well, we got to get him out. If I unplug this, will we die? And they take it out. He doesn't die. Um, we also get told through exposition that there's a kill switch in there for gas that will kill all the inmates in there. That doesn't really come into play. It's just a thing there. But once again, it's it's Phantom Menace when they lure the Jedi into the chamber. They're like, release the gas! Oh no, they escaped! <laughs> yeah, dude, this fucking movie. I, I literally want to talk about every movie. I know! This, but a riot starts and guards are overrun. Here, Here's my disclaimer. Count of the Dead's fucking annoying in this movie. <laughs> I feel bad You see for all you. these guards getting beaten down. Here's the thing. They added a splat sound effect to some of it. If I heard the splat, I'm like, you're dead. <laughs> you're just listening for splats. <laughs> well, like, for real, like, some of them come down way harder and shit. I know it sounds weird, but if you watch, you can tell people who are in a fight and people who are being killed. I'm yeah. like, okay, dead, dead, dead. But that starts. Then... Okay, before, as that's going on, Sieg is put into, like, a more traditional cell, like a regular jail cell, and they're like, we'll take those off you when the power comes back about his handcuff things. His handcuffs have these little, like, scorpion get-over-here blades that pop out and stab both of the guards in the Why are you putting that on your inmate? What purpose does this fucking serve? How does it happen, Brett? I am so fucking confused. Well, this is what, like, once again, it's like, we couldn't get Doug Bradley, but we want a Hellraiser reference. Explain this. Well, because it's chains and hooks. No, I get the Doug Bradley thing. Yeah. Explain what it is, though. What the oh. fuck? Why is it in his, like, arm length guard things well because see in the script they wrote that these weird chain things would come out and they didn't have to explain it at all they said we don't have to explain this and like a little quotation beside it and they're like yes exactly for like what purpose does putting this on your super murderers serve well it doesn't isn't there something later too where they go into kane hodder's guts and that's where he rips them out and his intestines yeah. come out too but yeah. he's fine yep He's immortal for reasons, He's, but we'll get there. You're, you can be so evil that you're immortal. Yeah, but the riot's going on, and Sieg walks out holding the two heads that he just killed, and goes, listen! But then he shot and just falls off the balcony <laughs> into the riot floor. And I, lie, I thought that was the end of him, and I'm like, oh, okay! That's so like, good. Look. Not like the way I do it, but holy shit, you know what? That's a good moment, I thought. I'm like, that's hilarious. You're building him up as the big dad. And then I'm like, I gave him props for this. I'm like, this is awesome, but they didn't don't follow through with it. No, they don't fully commit. No, and then by the way, R.A. Mahaloff comes walking out at this moment and is kicking ass in the riot, um, rips Kane's intestines out, and is He's the big one. You know, he's always, like, the big, bad, biker-esque-looking character and everything he's in. Right. And yeah, and he's Leatherface in Part 3. Yeah. And which, it is a cool thing of, like, you get to see Kane and him, like, face-to-face. -face, and it's like, oh, it's J.C. Leatherface! It's like, no, it's not. It's these two old men. <laughs> we already saw it in Hatchet 2. Yeah. C gets back up after having his intestines ripped out. Would anybody else like to try? The way out isn't up there. And he points up. He goes, it's down there. And points down with me. Why? I don't know. Because the five evils are there. I guess they can, they're genies. They grant wishes. I don't know. They go down to the five evils later. And the five evils are like, can you help us get out? <laughs> Basically. Well, by the way, let it not be said that Kane doesn't do eye for an eye because he rips R.A. Mahalo's face off. Oh, yeah, it is, like, yeah, he puts his, like, fingers in his eye sockets and, like, rips his whole, like, skull plate off. <laughs> yes. So, Dr. Wallace and the agents climb up the elevator roof, like, up the top, and they're standing in the elevator shaft now, and they hear screaming everywhere, and Novak decides he's gonna climb the elevator cord. 
he opens the elevator door and it just instantly pulled out. We get a here's Johnny. I don't even like it. It didn't even make me smile. I'm like, fuck you. You're like, it's almost like, okay, yeah, there's the checkbox of the Shining reference. Yeah, he's attacked by the inmate who is trying to rape him the entire time, mind you. Yeah. I, I'm not sure why well, that's his first... Okay, whatever. Yeah, and, and it starts, they, and then he's like the later, like they start doing like the same thing. I believe it was Barbara Crampton where he starts like looking at her, and she's like, "I'll penetrate you with like some bullets." Yeah, but Novak throws him down the elevator shaft, and I have in my notes, I can't see shit right here. Oh, there's so many parts of this movie throughout where it's just extremely dark. Of I guess they c- couldn't fully. Uh, afford the cgi for it or something yeah it was filmed in a real prison too like a lot of the shots and i think it was filmed part of it in pennsylvania too by the way yeah in philly yeah i saw that because i saw the pennsylvania film thing in the credits and three get chased or the three the two agents and dr wallace get chased away to the stairs there's stairs the whole time you have <laughs> stairs in your super prison with the five evils in the basement they're like yeah but they're they're too old they, they can't climb stairs anymore there's not a stair One chair of them is a fucking bioweapon brett yes. <laughs> man-made killing machine he's also one giant wrinkle they get to the steps, they see some skinned body being dragged up the steps, and they go that direction, mind you. Oh, and the skinned body looks like they bought a prop from Walmart and spray-painted it red and drug it up the stairs really quickly. Yeah, you're not wrong. There's body parts strewn everywhere, and they see a girl just eating a body, and they go into the special cell that looks like a walk-in freezer. And oh. you keep hearing the screaming like as they're making their way here and they get in the special cell and you hear we no longer wish to be freed this is cool but this could be a cool setup but they don't give it the room to be cool do you know what this is the what this entire thing is the fucking russian sleep experiment the creepy pasta spooky spaghetti story from the internet of the the russians did a sleep experiment where they made them stay up for like fucking 10 years and they transformed into these creatures and tore their skin off and da 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 and even like there's the picture that goes along with the story and it's the person with like basically a skeleton face and they do the exact same thing in this movie like this is the best part probably of the entire movie and it's just 100% stolen from some teenager who wrote this online like 20 years ago. But you know what? It is the coolest part of the movie. And it looks bizarre. Like, they're all, like, in this room. They're not messing with them, but they're, like, come towards them a little bit or staring at them. And it's just repetitive. One screams. And they have, like, an old-school hangy, like, Elvis mic for some reason there. And it screams into it, pauses, and says, We no longer wish to be freed. 30 seconds goes by, repeat. 30 seconds goes by, repeat. It's okay. And they're like munching on like a raw cow. Yeah, this is almost like whenever Mayhem needs a new lead singer because the newest one died. They're like, go to the cell and find another body. Yeah, that one screams good. Grab him. Or it. Or whatever that thing is. (laughs) Yeah, but they're there and it's cool looking but that's it i'd rather watch a whole movie about this and they just stay in the cell until they're like okay we gotta get out of here right now and they go running out for no reason why nothing seems to have changed it's almost like there the creatures are like oh hello you're not gonna make us leave right we really don't want you're not cool then we're just gonna do our thing Um, Kane finds Dr. Barbara Crampton at this point, uh, puts her in the cell with the three Satans and goes, give him his mask. Yeah. And it's like, you get the fucking terrible mask I talked about earlier of it's this big buildup and it's literally just like a purple mask with some like black lines on it. Yeah. And Dr. Crampton killed off screen. The, the three leave our main three leave the zombie room and they leave the door open, which could have been a cool thing to come back into play later, but it never does. Well, I can almost even just see where it's like one of the weird zombie creatures that crawls over and then just shuts the door being like, you left the door open. 
Even that would have been cool. Well, it's almost like the um the uh, Hooker body parts and Frankenhooker, where like they reanimate and like the cooler at the end, yeah. and then they all go back inside the cooler because they found the crack. Yes. <laughs> so they find these hibernating homeless people thing hanging that have gas going to them. They're somehow connected to the kill switch. I don't understand. Do you? No. Is it worth understanding? No. It's also just like they're hanging from them because they hear Kane hotter and all of his minions coming. This is what reminded me of Clive Barker. This part. Yeah, this one also did. Uh, but they're all hiding on the bodies. and I heard something over here. Dr. D. Wallace falls down and they're like, they go, what? Uh, fucking, for, they're hanging there. They're hidden. They cannot see them. And then for no reason, D. Wallace starts uh, putting her hand out to the uh, one other agent guy. And he starts putting his hand out. And as soon as they do that, their hands are in view. And Kenny Otter goes, there they are. And that's when she dies. It's like, yeah, you were hidden. You gave yourself away. She dies? I was like, we got a white coat. What about the others? Uh, don't worry about them. Why? Why not? They're literally hanging above you. You have, a, like, a mob with guns. Bam, bam. There we go. That was simple. Like, you should, like, have such a bloodlust of just, like, I want to kill everybody so badly. Why are you leaving these people to live? Is it because of, like, his history with the one? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like, that one kissed me. <laughs> I got a boner for the first time in 30 years. But they get down after the mob leaves and they ask Dr. D. Wallace about the kill switch and she says, ask him as she dies. Like, ask who? But I still don't really know. I don't know who. No. Ask the screenwriter. <laughs> yeah. The mob is following the Satan with the mask down the hall and this weird thing keeps running across like Oh. Very insidious looking. And you know this is supposed to be like, holy fuck, what was that? That was so scary. But it's just like, they were like, have knockoff John Carpenter music going on over top of it. And then every time it runs across, it's like, ding! Okay, so here's where they decide, well, we need a quicker way down than the stairs, because the mob's going down there. <laughs> and they decide to wrap their hands up with some cloth and slide down the elevator cable and... Well, just shoot at the doors if anything tries to get us. Okay, I don't know if you know much about elevators. I mean... Listener. Most people seem to have the general idea. Right. Doors are on one side. Unless it's a double-doored elevator, which this was not. Right. So, and they are on the fourth level. They need to make it down to the ninth. So that's five levels. Mm -hmm. Five doors. Right. One side. And if gravity will push you down very, very fast... <laughs> let's say even if it's super deep and it's a long ride. Okay, but it's still five levels, mm -hmm. five doors, one side. Right. I'm going to repeat that one more time. <laughs> five levels, five doors, one side. They slide down this thing. To, I, well, I'm pretty sure it's Hatebreed playing uh -huh. as they're firing their guns on both sides. The one's just shooting the fucking wall. That's nothing. They're just wasting ammo, shooting for ten minutes. Instead of, it should be five shots, max. Five shots. Bam, 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 bam. No, this goes on for like 20 minutes. Is they're sliding down. Bum, 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 bum. This is so fucking stupid. They're, and it's one of the worst CGI like elevator shafts. Of And they're doing a million different angles. At one point, they're going a thousand miles an hour going down this thing. And like the t-shirt they wrapped around their hand is protecting them perfectly. Like they keep switching positions where at one point they're facing away from each other then they're like eye to eye which are they trying to do some romantic thing again what's so again but there's no like reaction between them whatsoever it's almost like they're standing in front of a green screen and not really seeing what they're seeing yeah dude i had nintendo 64 games that looked more realistic than this Oh, it's so bad and all the weird camera angles it almost makes you dizzy at certain points yeah, but they make it down, and the CGI fog is parting for them. See, they make it down of, they're sliding down this cable at a million miles an hour, and as soon as they're about to get to the bottom where they hit the ground, it cuts. 
and then it cuts back a minute late, like a couple seconds later, and she has like a head wound, and she's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "No, I'm not okay." And they're like, "Well, we should get that looked at." No, I'm fine. We better keep going. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna get hurt, it's gonna be your shin shattering like glass. But whatever. It's gonna cut back to them being like, "Ah, my legs!" <laughs> <laughs> like the SpongeBob guy who always yells, "My legs!" Yes. <laughs> But yeah, the CGI fog is just parting for them, and they find what I think is the Satan guy melted on a crucifix? Well, yeah, he's, like, torn apart and nailed to a crucifix in, like, different pieces. And they meet the five evils. Okay, Holy here's shit. the thing. This could be so cool. Yeah. This could be, like, all them in their, like, the Bathory one, like, in some, like, black, like, blood-soaked robe, like the uh, Michael Berryman, like, bioweapon, like, all torn up shirt, like, his claws out, everything like that. Satanist guy, some robe, like, um, Mosley, like, full, like, Nazi uniform, like, lets you know who they all are. No, they put them all in fucking Buzz Lightyear suits. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's these weird future spacesuit-looking things that have, like, heaters on the front of them that are just blowing weird CGI distortion at the screen. I, uh... They dropped the ball on this so bad. And then we get the... I'm not even going to go over it unless you want to. We get this dialogue about how bad God is and why evil's unnecessary. And these people want to make a world that's not good or evil. It just is. And that's true evil. Yeah, it's just, it's that classic thing that, and it's so overdone of like the evil person being like, well, without me, there could be no good. Cause so can you honestly call me bad? And... We live in a society, bottom text. Yes, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> but there's all these weird intestines squirming on the floor, and they're like, Reed, tell us what you see, and there's just all these symbols under it. And, and you can see the strings that are moving the intestines. You can also see where they tied the strings to the ends of the intestines, because there's a big bunch of it that's cinched way up. Yeah, I, so bad. But technology is trying to make the world neither good or evil. The world needs us. And Sieg, at this point, is at the entrance. And he tells his goons to stay. And he gets in. And they're like, I don't know where our main two go. Do they Do they just leave? I don't know. Where it's like, Sieg uh, parts the uh, weird CGI fog once again. And it's like, trying to attack him. But he's immortal now. And everyone's like, yay! And he gets to the brick wall and puts his hands on it. And all of a sudden, it just, like, after a few seconds, starts to disappear. And then two of his other, like, minion people try to run, like, to go be with him. And they're killed by the fall quickly. And I love, like, the reaction of the rest of the crowd. is like, oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> he gets in. And I guess our main two just aren't in the scene anymore. They're gone. I don't know where they went. And... They go, you were always a part of our plan. He's like, I'm immortal. I'm one of you. And Mosley's like, really? And the five evils close their eyes. And the agents now are in the hall. And the inmates and everybody start collapsing. But it has no effect on Sieg. I guess they just close their eyes really hard. It hurts and kills people. Yeah, it's like they're wishing everyone dead really hardly. Like, really hard on a shooting star. <laughs> yeah. Has no effect on Sieg for a while, and then, like, everyone else is, like, in extreme pain. No effect on him. Then finally, he catches on fire, and, okay, he burns and then goes out as smoke. Does he just burn, and or does he, like, turn into the smoke monster thing? I don't know. Yeah, and it's... Kane Hodder is so known for his fire effects and whatnot. Yes. Kane Hodder is known for his fire effects and whatnot, but it's the worst CGI Kane Hodder on fire that there's ever been. Yeah, I, I honestly don't know what this means. Like, is he now, like, is he still, is spirit still alive, or did he just burn for no reason? I don't know. Yes, he's trapped as, like, one of the smoke things, like you said. Like, it's almost like this is different stuff they might have, like... Uh, played around with more and sequels, but of course there's never going to be a sequel to this. And by the way, later, after that, the PA system just says facility back online. By the way, that's Adrian Barbeau's voice as the, the facility narrator. Yes. 
So nothing that our heroes did, nothing that we saw, just, oh yeah, everything came back. Everything's fine. Yeah, nothing that this entire movie and all the, like, running around and going to the different levels meant nothing. Dude, it's literally like a day in the life movie then. Like, nothing of consequence. But But it's even way more boring of a day in the life movie of, like, watching two guys sit around a convenience store and bitch about the customers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'd rather watch Larks any day. But we cut to choppers flying in as Tony Todd watches as he's abducting another girl and then oh well, you know what I did see the post credit scene because I have it written here I completely forgot yeah well, <laughs> then we get credits and our post credit scene is a makeup team with a Jason mask yeah and it's like we need a mask and Larry Zerner's like oh I got this one it's a hockey mask huh remember me oh, <laughs> oh my god that, that's Death House. Yay! Fucking brilliant movie. Good. Great. I'm glad I've had to watch this twice now. <laughs> that's your own fault. You did that on your own volition. Like, that's your choice to watch it before this. I do it for... I'm like, okay, it's it's my job. I gotta. You did it for no reason. <laughs> I did it because I was walking through Walmart and I had money burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> okay. Alright. <Yeah>. So, <laughs> any last thoughts? I mean, it's just... Or is the ratings going to tell our thoughts? I think, I mean, I don't know what uh This is a movie, honestly, you could, like, really deconstruct and talk about for, like, three hours. Of, like, why this? Why do, What did they mean by this scene that never came back up again? It's just, like, a batshit, like, I love horrible movies. I'm a big fan of The Room. I love Veronica. But this is one that it's just, like, there's little glimpses of that kind of good-bad in it. But it's overshadowed just, by so much bad. Just bad. This really needed someone to take a look at the script again and be like, you have like 50 things in here that go nowhere. It doesn't have an ending. It, like, you just cut to, oh, and everything was fine. Like, what? what? Because, like, the agents, like, get out of the uh, out of the prison. And then they're like, okay, let's go find out who we are. And then that's nothing there. <laughs> Dude, and the thing you could do is that this place isn't what it seems. And whatever it is, is something that's breaking out and causing havoc. There's a, there's a story. And then you work off of that. That's not what it is. We're told from the get-go about the five evils and everything. And that's exactly what's down there. There's no shock. There's no, no. super monster. It's not they created the five evils. And this is it's just... all the evil in the world is from this, like, facilities mistakes like you could you know what i mean there's so many ways you could turn this into not a good movie but a better movie it's just five people standing in a basement like they showed their hand at the beginning of the the game that's all yeah you know and there's nothing else big like to make up for it but whatever all right let's get into count on the dead throwing order count on the dead we tally up all the deaths in the movie where do you think we got with death house oh that's another thing about this movie is that there are quite a number of like big death scenes there's a, and here's the thing, there's a fuck ton of other death scenes that are just in the background. Yeah. Like, people dying behind what's going on. I'm gonna do a complete shot in the dark and say, like, 65. 65 is a shot in the dark that's shot too far. It's 40. Okay. But yeah, I, that, was, that one's a damn near impossible one. Yeah, 40 deaths. Yeah, but, and the, how many other movies will be be like, fuck yeah, that was a fucking brutal movie, 40 deaths. And this one, I'm like, yeah, 40 people died. Like, yeah. none of it yeah, mattered. No. <laughs> no, none of them were memorable. No. Here's uh, the thing, too. You have the expendables of horror. All these people are in movies with these crazy kills and everything. Show a cool kill. Yeah, it's so much of just, like, hooks going into people. Or, oh, they fell down and you heard gunshots. I guess they died. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, every week Craig does his count of the dead. Ah, ah, ah. And I do my ratings from Dimension Z. This doesn't get thunder. It, it gets a There's cl- no thunder like... to be found. <coughs> yeah. Uh, well, I take something from the movie and I rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. And I thought a good one for this one would be CGI. I like it. So, like, there's, 
And if you're a listener, a regular listener to the show, you know that I have a pretty strong distaste of CGI. But every once in a while, it can be done right. So there could be a 10 version of it. But I'm going to say a number one version of CGI is like Sci-Fi Channel, it's 3 p.m., and it's Crocosaur versus Gatorzilla. <laughs> Dude, I do have a soft spot for those movies, but it is the worst CGI in the world. It's fucking terrible, and it's the exact same CGI they have in this movie. Um, yes. A number 10 version of CGI is CGI you don't even notice. It because almost, it's that good. It like either it's so good on like an animal effect or something or a person effect, or it just helps touch up the practical effects that you did and just make them look a little bit better. Okay. Um, I'm going to give death house and this is like, there's a couple like, okay. Scenes we talked about, like the Russian sleepless experiment ripoff they did was pretty cool. There's a couple like seeing Kane Hodder and Barbara Crampton together was cool. Like for that two seconds that that happened. So I'm going to give this movie two versions of CGI out of 10. It's those tiny little things helped it a little bit and made it not a one, but it's definitely nowhere near a, like, you should watch this. Yeah, look, it's bad. Um, I, I, I went straight one, Brett. I, like, there's those cool scenes, but even there, they were so outweighed by just shit. Yeah. Um, like, and, and I was think I was pretty fair in the episode. I pointed out when things were cool, but right. man, no, it's still a fucking one. Oh, we were actually very nice to this movie compared to what I was thinking we might do. Yeah, but I mean, I definitely pointed out when it did okay, but that's those are few and far between people. It, this movie fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Happy Throbtober! <laughs> yeah, the, we, you got way too many good movies there in a row. We gotta throw some shit in there, too. Yes. All right, but I hope everyone is having a good Halloween month. I'm glad that we're able to pump all these out for you. Um, check back tomorrow. We'll have something else. Yeah, and I bet you will be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Well, we hope that Death House have left your brain throbbing with horror. Ah, uh, it seems you've survived another fright. Be sure to look for the Throbbing with Horror pumpkin on all of your favorite social medias and local newspaper headlines. Rate us five stars on your favorite podcast platform, or else. Subscribe for more tantalizing terror, and be ready for the new fear next week, if you dare.